Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go ahead and and do our other uh, MLB season preview here. We'll talk about the New York Yankees over in the AL East. Again, they're going tonight right now, trailing the Blue Jays three to nothing. Um, You look at what the Yankees didn't do. We'll start there. Actually, go ahead. Give us, before we get into their preview, what are the numbers right now on them? Division, AL Championship, World Series. What, What kind of money are we having to lay for them? So the Yankees to win the World Series plus 1,100, to win the AL plus 500, and to win their division, the AL East plus 250, which is behind the Toronto Blue Jays. So they have the fourth best, uh, fifth best odds to win the World Series, fourth best odds to win the AL, and then the second best odds to win the AL East. Blue Jays are plus 145 to win the AL East. So you look at that, and I mean, to win the division, I'm surprised that everybody jumped on the Blue Jays, although they did make a lot of moves Mm. in the offseason to improve that team that was right there last year, uh, one of the four teams that won 90-plus in the AL East, and people are thinking that that's going to happen again. And and I tend to agree that I think all four of those teams outside of Baltimore are going to be pretty good. I don't think there's a 100-win team in there. Now, you take any of them, Tampa, New York, Toronto, Boston, and throw them in the AL Central, or you throw them in, in the AL West, as we just talked about, it's a hundred win team. Oh, more than likely, it's a hundred win team. Yeah, but because they all have to play each other nineteen times, back and forth and back and forth, you're not going to see one team beat another. Most likely, fourteen to five during the season. Sure. You know, even thirteen to six is kind of dominating that. So I think it's going to be tougher for those teams to get to that ninety five, ninety eight, a hundred win pace unless they really dominate the other leagues. But the Yankees, what they did not do in the offseason, which surprised a lot of people, was go after one of those marquee shortstops. Trevor Story ended up in Boston. He's playing second base. Mm -hmm. Carlos Correa is in Minnesota. All these guys that people were expecting, oh, the Yankees, they have all this money. They're going to go after all these guys. They really didn't do anything. They made the trades to to take care of the shortstop position, but they didn't dole out a lot of money. And then when they tried to dole out a bunch of money, Aaron Judge told them no. Do you think the Yankees are a team anymore that, like, they have that aura around them, what they were? I mean, they're still the Yankees, but do you think players view them in the free agency market of, like, this is a place that I have to play? Like, do you still think that the elite players feel that way? No, I think that they look at the Yankees, and I think a lot of times this is what they've been accused of in the past was, okay, we've got this offer from Team X— we know the Yankees have more money than Team X, so let's go ask them if they'll give us $10 more million more and we'll just go play there. I think that has gone away a little bit because the Yankees are no longer bidding against themselves like they used to back in the day where they would offer somebody and the player would go, 
well, let me think about it. And they'll go, I'll t- throw another $10 million on it. Or throw another two years on it. What do you say now? Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're giving away huge contracts that people go, why would you pay that guy that kind of money? I don't think they're doing that anymore. But it was surprising that they had actually some responsible financial decisions that they made and not giving out all this money to these shortstops. I don't know. We'll see. If the offense isn't great, then maybe they missed out on, on paying some some people. For sure. And you know what's going to be the most interesting part about this division is going to be what the Blue Jays' home record is this season. Right. And because obviously COVID plays such a big part in this, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play any games in Toronto. So when the Yankees go up to the border, no Judge, no Stanton, no Donaldson. As, as of now. As of that now. That may change. Correct. They may change Correct. their mind. And But it's going to be fascinating in the postseason if that rule still applies, um, you know, who's not va- vaccinated or anything. So I, I wonder how much of that plays into division odds and everything. I do think Toronto's a better team on paper. I think they will win the division. But it's just that's fascinating. And, uh, you know, how many guys will miss games in Toronto if they continue not to be vaccinated? Yeah, I mean, and this is Yankee preview, not a Toronto preview. But right? Toronto's <laughs> got to get more from Kevin Biggio. Yeah. That's kind of a hole in their lineup. But, I mean, Bo Bichette, we've seen Vlad Jr. already two home runs tonight. He's a perennial MVP candidate. They've got a lot going on there. Now, talking about the Yankees, they need to, in their rotation, we know Jordan Montgomery, young kid, he's pitched pretty well, but if they don't get Garrett Cole right, they don't get the Garrett Cole that they had at the beginning of the year last year for an entire season, it could be a long summer in New York, not only for the Yankees, but for Garrett Cole because he was getting booed out of his own stadium last year in that wild card start against Boston when they jumped him early and he didn't even last. I think he went less than three innings in that game. And then you saw him come back at the beginning of this season. They ended up winning that game against Boston, but they jumped him again early. Garrett Cole's ERA in September and October last year, over five. Mm. That's not the Garrett Cole that they have to have over the entire year, and especially not the Garrett Cole that they they can have if they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, Cole has to be the Houston Garrett Cole that he was for sure. The biggest mistake I think the Yankees have made the last couple of years, everyone wants to talk about the lineup and these pieces they need to add. They still have not found a dominant number two starter. You know, and you can talk all you want about Cole, and obviously he has to be AL Cy Young Garrett Cole, what the Yankees paid for and what they hope he can be. But, you know, for years, Tanaka was their one, and they never had a two. And Severino was their one, and they never had a two. And now Severino's back, and Montgomery's back, and they're still trying to find out who their two is. And ultimately, I think that's going to be their downfall. We'll see what they do with the deadline. But it seems like they just keep picking up veterans at the minimum, or they keep trading at the deadline. But they don't focus on that number two guy. And you look at all the elite teams in baseball and some of their staffs, right? Toronto has Berrios and Gaussman. And the Dodgers, obviously, have Bueller and Kershaw. And these top teams um, are just their pitching staffs, one, two, three, so solid. Houston for all those years when it was Verlander and Granke and Cole. So I think, to me, that's a big part of this. Severino's the X factor. Montgomery, can he be good? But the Yankees really need a number two guy behind Cole. But with that... Because of the rules with the short and spring training, right now they can get away with a starter going five, mm. maybe even six max, and turn it over to the bullpen because they're carrying, I think I heard, 15 pitchers on their roster right now. 
because of the expanded rosters out of spring training. Now, they're going to have to shave that down a little bit as the season goes on. But look at the power arms that they've got, whether it's Tra- Chad Green or Clay Holmes. Um, Luizaga. Chapman. Yeah. Uh, Luizaga in the, in the bullpen. If they can have a lead going into the sixth or even seventh inning, you saw it against in that first season against the uh, the first excuse me the first series of the season against the Red Sox. Boston jumped ahead of them in every single game. Yes, and then the Yankees ran them down in the first two games of that series, and their bullpen took over. I think only gave up one hit in the last four innings in Game One. Only gave up a couple of hits in the last few innings of Game Two. Red Sox ended up winning Game Three, but the bullpen was okay again. New York can win games if Montgomery, if Italian, if all these guys can get through five innings with a lead or tied, they got to feel pretty good at that point. I think they can get away with it in the regular season, but in the postseason, I've just seen it too much over the last couple of years. These starters go for those four or five innings. They overwork the bullpen, and guys like Chapman aren't used throwing two innings, and he's got to throw the eighth and the ninth, and it ultimately ends up being their downfall. So... I just I'm interested to see if the Yankees make a move for a number two guy this year because I think if they don't have it, then I can't see him going deep in the playoffs. And that was again, as you mentioned, has been the problem over the last yeah. few years. They just don't have that depth in, in as the starters. The lineup itself, I still think. Last thing on this, I still think they're a little light on the left-handed power bat. I know they brought in Gallo. I know they've got Anthony Rizzo's back, but it still feels like the main guys in that lineup, Donaldson, Stanton, uh, Judge, it's all very right-handed for Mm. their power hitters. And then Yankee Stadium, you need a guy who can bash from that left side. Definitely. No, it's a great point. And that's the way they built their teams like two, three years ago, and they kind of went away from that. So I'm sure they'll add a guy at the deadline, but – you bring up a great point. I mean, it, you know, at Yankee Stadium, you got a left-handed hitter. You pull one almost every ballpark. It looks like a lazy fly ball, but there it could leave the yard. So uh, it's it's a good point. Probably could use an extra left-handed bat. Yeah, sure. absolutely. All right, real quick before you hit the break, win total for the year. Where you got them? Uh, Yankees, I'm going to say that they win 87 Ooh, games this Ooh, going season. light under yeah. the 90. All right.